Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. Before we get into it, on July 18th, 2020, I'll be making a tentative return to the stage with three socially distanced mini shows at Giant Dwarf in Sydney. The 5.30pm show will be live-streamed with Auslan interpreters, so if you're listening to this podcast from regional Australia or overseas, you can book for the live-stream at giantdwarf.com.au. It's a pay-what-you-feel situation, including a free ticket for those without funds. The stream show will stay online after the event for people who have other things to be doing with their Saturday night. And now, Nina Oyama is a stand-up comic, writer, actress and worm girl who needs you and loves you and will hold you in her arms upon request. She's appeared as Courtney on Utopia on the ABC, has performed all around Australia and has written for radio, stage and TV, including The Project and Tonightly with Tom Ballard. She's the co-creator of comedy web series The Angus Project, which was part of ABC's Fresh Blood 2017 initiative, And last year, Screen Australia selected Nina to be a recipient of the Talent LA grant. Nina performed this story at Brisbane Comedy Festival. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Um, So today I'm going to talk about the time that Sky News did a hit piece on me because I said Scott Morrison sucked people off for Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much the story you guys saw. See you later, bye. (laughs) Let's go back to the beginning. Uh, so the story I'm telling today, it starts off in a place called hell. Sorry, it's Twitter. I mean Twitter. It starts off on Twitter.com. Um, so about... <laughs> you guys heard of it? <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> stop laughing. I'm trying to tell a story. <laughs> anyway... This is really cool because I can't see anyone. I can just hear people laughing. <laughs> it's very surreal. Anyways, okay, so um, yeah, about a year ago, I went viral on Twitter for doing a tweet about cum. <laughs> and it like changed my entire life. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> um, the tweet was You say we're trying for a child. I hear my husband's been doing big, huge cums in my pussy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, please follow me at Nino Yama. <laughs> uh, anyway, a, a lot of uh, heterosexuals seem to relate especially, and it was shared on a lot of meme pages and also Reddit, which was very good. I made a lot of new friends. Um, and it was so big that, like, people from my high school started messaging me to be like, whoa, Nina, you're, like, a real comedian now. <laughs> and, like, at this point, I'd been on the ABC for three years. <laughs> no one watched. <laughs> anyway, I was also, like, a pretty big career milestone, but I couldn't call my parents about it. 
you know. I couldn't be like, oh, hey, mom, I just did a viral tweet. Oh, about what? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Th this is a prank call. <laughs> but uh, when you do a viral tweet, you get lumped into the category of that tweet. Um, so I became a part of Twitter called Come Twitter, <laughs> which is exactly as great as it sounds. <laughs> like, whenever I log on, people just send me more Come tweets. <laughs> It's such a great currency <laughs> for joy. <laughs> anyway, it, it also meant that because it, like, I was part of Come Twitter, I had to keep doing more tweets about Come and stuff. <laughs> and people, like, people were expecting it, you know? So, so I had to do more disgusting tweets, and then people would like the tweets. And then I'd be like, yay, because um, I have low self-esteem. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but this is a story that starts with cum tweets and it ends with death threats, <laughs> which is like not the natural progression of cum tweets, <laughs> but it does sound like a cool band name. <laughs> hey guys, we're the cum tweet death threats. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Today is gonna be nice. <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, the, yeah, uh, okay. um, <laughs> so um, one night um, in December tw 2019, I was having early dinner with a friend. That's right, I have a friend. <laughs> um, I was having dinner with a friend whose best, uh, who's best friend from primary school works for the Scott Morrison government. And my friend was like, hey, Nina, do you want to know the latest goss from Parliament House? And I was like, um, does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I said yes, because I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> that only speaks in riddles. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was really excited for Parliament gossip, because like, I used to work for a political satire show called Tonightly. Did anyone watch Tonightly? Just kidding, of course not. What? Oh, my God. It's like the 10 people that watched our show. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Anyway, yeah, I used to work for a political satire show. And um, when you work in, like, kind of the newsy comedy world, you find a lot of, you, like, hear a lot of salacious stuff that comes out of Parliament House, like things like, allegedly, Tony Abbott had an affair. What? Or, allegedly, Bill Shorten had an affair. What? <laughs> Both sides. It's the ABC training. <laughs> I actually identify as tri-bi, bisexual, biracial, and bipartisan. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm left-wing as fuck. <laughs> but... <laughs> anyway, I was, I was really excited. Um, I have to say allegedly before this entire set, because I'm too poor to be sued. <laughs> Um, but I, I do like hearing gossip, because some of the gossip is like real facts, like real facts like Malcolm Turnbull used to run a blog from the point of view of his puppy dog. <laughs> it's like as cringy as it sounds. <laughs> it's like, today I woofed all the way to the park. <laughs> Father kept me on a long leash. <laughs> like even the dog sounds rich. <laughs> but <laughs> there's actually, actually there's another one yeah, Greg Cunt. Oh, sorry, fuck. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, Health Minister Greg Hunt. <laughs> um, 
liked a, uh, at 4 a.m. he liked a porn tweet from BBW Cum Pumper 69. <laughs> and then everyone was like, what the hell, Greg? <laughs> and then he was like, no, 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 I got hacked. <laughs> And then the Australian Federal Police conducted a full-on investigation <laughs> that took months <laughs> and so much time and resources. And guess what they found? He wasn't hacked. <laughs> he likes big, 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 beautiful women cum pumps. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what BBW stands for. Anyway, so I was like really excited to find out some cool gossip from the Morrison government. Um, and I was expecting something really bizarre or sexy, um, but it turns out that there was no gossip of that nature because Scott Morrison is like really fucking boring. <laughs> um, but I did al allegedly, I did find out two things, right, which kind of freaked me out. Um, and like, I just have to stress this information is from a friend of a friend, so it may not be reliable, um, but, but I believe it to be true because I believe men. <laughs> I'm so radical. <laughs> Anyway, the first thing is that the Morrison government um, apparently bullies any Liberal Party members who aren't Christian. So they're like, oh, you can't sit with us. <laughs> you know, they're like, on Wednesday we wear crucifixes. <laughs> but the other thing that is somehow worse is that allegedly um, Scott Morrison and three of his closest advisers will occasionally go into like a small room in Parliament House and they will lock the door and they will stay in the room for like 20 minutes at a time and no one is allowed to go in or out and no one from the outside can contact them, even like Liberal Party members. Um, and when they exit the room, they have like a full agenda and a full plan for the day, right? And this quite this rattled me quite a lot because this isn't, that's not democracy, that's like four cunts in a room doing random shit <laughs> and making decisions for the country. Um, and I didn't like it, right? And I was also quite drunk by the end of the dinner and I... <laughs> And I also had to catch a plane that night. And I was just thinking about, like, in the car to the airport, I was just like, hmm, what should I tweet <laughs> about this moment? And I was on the plane, and just before it took off, I was like, I've got it. And so I tweeted, my mate works for the, my friend's mate works for the Morrison government and says they are like a super Christian clique and they bully anyone who is not Christian. They also said Morrison and co keep going into rooms with closed doors to do weird secret Christian shit, like suck each other off for Jesus and stuff. <laughs> Send tweet. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and then I put my phone on flight mode and then I went into the air for two hours. <laughs> and uh, I, I did not know that during those two hours, a right-wing pundit had like screen capped the tweet and then disseminated, disseminated it amongst conservatives on Twitter in Australia, um, crediting me as a proper ABC journalist. <laughs> yeah, so by the time I had landed, I turned my phone off flight mode and it just exploded with notifications from people being like, excuse me, our Prime Minister does not suck dicks for Jesus. <laughs> and I was kind of like, hmm. <laughs> the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, so I was like, this is, this is cool. Um, but then, like, the next night at around 10 p.m., I got a text that was like, hey, Nino, you're on Sky News right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, do you guys know what Sky News is? Oh, of course you do. It's Brisbane. It's your main channel, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, now I've lost them. <laughs> 
No, just kidding. I love Brisbane. Um, but yeah, anyway, Sky News, for those who don't know, it's like the normal news, but racist. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's owned by the Murdoch Press, so like, of course it's racist. Like, like that's a real tinfoil hat thing to say. It's like, well, the Murdoch Press, they're the people that started Brexit and they voted Trump. In. But they are. Um, anyway, I, I turn on Sky News and there's a reporter on the channel um, reading out every single tweet I've ever done about a politician sucking a dick. <laughs> Which it turns out there's like quite a lot. <laughs> and I'm going to read you my favourite one now. <laughs> um, it's from 2018 when Malcolm Turnbull was Prime Minister. And um, it says, I heard Malcolm Turnbull got his backbone removed so he could suck his own dick. <laughs> Which, thank you. <laughs> Which I'm like quite proud of because it's just like a very strange Venn diagram of Marilyn Manson joke <laughs> and Malcolm Turnbull being shit <laughs> joke. <laughs> anyway, political satire in Australia is going real well, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, um, and the reporter that was reading it, his name is Chris Kenny. He's like a very right-wing conservative pundit and he's like most famous because the chaser photoshopped a picture of him having sex with a dog. <laughs> on the Chasers TV show, and probably no one would have seen it, but then he sued them. And then it was on the front page of a bunch of newspapers in Sydney. <laughs> um, if you don't know what Chris Kenny looks like, he looks like his origin story was he was a normal person that got bitten by a radioactive egg. <laughs> and he retained none of the powers, but like all of the whiteness. <laughs> Did someone just smash a glass? <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, um, so when he sued the chaser, he, he sued them because he didn't want his young son to see the picture and be, um, be ashamed of him. But his young son was like 22 years old and it turned out he really loved the picture. <laughs> he loved the picture so much, he wrote a 500 word article about it for junkie.com. <laughs> And the last sentence is truly like the cherry on the shit Sunday. It was like, I'm not ashamed of my dad because of the picture where he fucks a dog. I'm ashamed of my dad because he's a huge bigot. <laughs> but um, anyway, so at this point, I still thought it was pretty funny that a newsreader was like reading my dick tweets from the news. <laughs> Yeah, I even thought it was funny when he said that I hated real Australians, because, like, I don't hate real Australians. Like, some of my best parents are real Australians. <laughs> um, but then the next morning, this video, I was uploaded to Facebook, which is where all the racist baby boomers live. <laughs> and they saw this, and they went friggin' crazy, and I received, like, so much online abuse. I was harassed on, like, every platform, like, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I was sent death threats. And initially, I was kind of like, hell yeah, because I really like attention. <laughs> but just, like, by the third week of, like, deleting, like, kill yourself tweets from my bikini pictures on Instagram, I was like, oh, this is... I'm tired. <laughs> also, I just need to tell you, like, most of the people's profile pictures were cars. I actually have this theory that, like, if you're racist on Facebook, you can tell because you either have your profile picture as an Australian flag or a Japanese motor vehicle. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think it is weird, though, because I got, I got sucked up into the culture wars. And, like, as much as the people on their right were, like, proclaiming their hate for me, people on leftist Twitter were, like, really complimenting me on my bravery. <laughs> 
which was, I don't know, like I felt like Bernie Sanders, like I was starting a revolution, <laughs> like one dick tweet at a time. But I really wasn't, like I was just trying to be crass and like dunk on the prime minister because he's shit. <laughs> and I think he's bad and I don't have enough time to explain why, but you guys know why. Like, and after about a month, like, all the attention kind of completely subsided. And it was kind of sad. Like, I was kind of like, oh, what happened to my death threats? <laughs> but I do think, like, that kind of cultural hysteria, that is something that's very modern. Like, we choose the media that we want to see, and then that validates our pre-existing opinions. Then we get angry or defensive or whatever is, like, you know, cool to be angry or defensive about at that moment. And it's just like an endless cycle that goes on and on. And I guess maybe in some way, it's like we're all locked in a room. <laughs> just sucking each other up for Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, guys. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.